two sharper iron. Spend the next hour with us studying the living and active Word of God, His two-edged sword of law and gospel, recorded for you in Holy Scripture, all about Jesus Christ, crucified, risen, and ascended for you. Thanks for tuning in this morning here on Worldwide KFUO. Christ for you, anytime, anywhere. I'm your host, Pastor Timothy Apple of Grace Lutheran Church in Smithville, Texas. Sharper Iron is underwritten by the Lutheran Church Extension Fund, where your investments help support the work of the Lutheran Church Missouri Synod. Visit lcef.org for more information. On this Wednesday, June 29th, we're studying Acts chapter 25, verses 1 to 27. Soon after Festus arrives as the new governor in Judea, he hears the case against Paul, but the apostle quickly exercises his right as a Roman citizen to appeal to Caesar. To help us sharpen our faith in Christ as we study God's Word today, we have with us returning guest, Pastor Richard Mitwitty. Pastor Mitwitty serves at University Lutheran Church in Austin, Texas. Pastor Mitwitty, welcome back to Sharper Iron. Good morning. Thank you, Pastor Apple. Good to be here. As we get started today, Pastor Mitwitty, let's talk a little bit of context. We're looking at Acts 25 today. What do we need to know about what Paul's been up to in the previous chapters leading up to today's text? Okay. Well, chapter 25, it's... It, it, it's, it, there seems to be just a lot of history here and, 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 and not a lot of theology, but there's always theology, correct? <laughs> so, correct. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and, and a little background perhaps to start with is uh, in, in, at, at the end of chapter 24, well, Paul is in jail in Caesarea. He, he was arrested in Jerusalem and, 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 and brought to Caesarea uh, by, um, by, by Felix, the, the, the governor, and uh, he's in jail there and, and is there for two years. Uh, we, we know that from uh, chapter uh, from verse 27 that there have been two years elapsed. And Felix, uh, the governor, was succeeded by, uh, by Portius Festus. And uh, that's it's kind of then where, where chapter 25 picks up with, with that. That. Well, talk a little bit about the the dynamic there. We we didn't really get to, to touch much on it in verse twenty seven in the previous show, where Felix is succeeded by For- Portius Festus. Felix leaves Paul in prison as a favor to the Jews. We've talked a little bit about who Felix is previously. Not really the best governor, as, as we've seen, and even in the way he treats Paul. Right. What are some of the dynamics in this in this transition between, and, and introduce us to Festus along the way as well. Okay, yeah, and I guess at this time they weren't called governors, they were called, you know, pro- procurators, I, I, I guess at that, uh, and, and Felix, as 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 the as the Roman ruling person, there as we'll just use governor because I think that's easier to say than procurator. <laughs> it is for me anyway. <laughs> it is. Yeah. Um, uh, Felix was number eleven in in that line of, of governors, uh, uh, and and took over around you know mid fifties, fifty two or so, just just for for um, uh, continuity. Uh, Pontius Pilate was was governor number five. Um, so there's there's quite a few of them in, in, in only in 20 years or so here uh, and uh, Felix was, was appointed uh, by, by by the by the Roman Emperor uh, by by recommendation of, of the high priest who was named Jonathan at that time and uh, yeah not the best not the best governor and, and part of his dealings was here to, was was to deal with the Apostle Paul in his in his arrest here. Um, now, now Felix keeps him there for for, for two years as a favor to, to the Jews. He's kind of, kind of, kind of just keeping Paul 
out, out of mischief, I guess, to a degree. Mm-hmm. But also, he's keeping the peace uh, with, with them, and he's hoping to get a bribe for, from from Paul to, to to be released. Um, and that doesn't happen. <laughs> um, so Felix gets gets removed uh, by uh, by the emperor, who at that time that would be Nero, uh, around fifty eight, and. And, and, and he kind of kind of disappears from from any records and everything, except until he dies around early sixties of sixty one or sixty two uh, A.D. And now Festus is 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 uh, re- replaces him. Hmm. So, what do we know about Festus historically? Is there much to, to say about him? Um, a bit anyway. He's he's number twelve then in in the uh, in the governor line here, um, and and just like two or three years, he's 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 involved. And uh, I think it was Josephus called him a fairly just man, <laughs> so hmm. um, right. who 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 could not, however, remedy the faults of his predecessors, in, in, hmm. uh, including this dealings with, with Paul here. And Festus then died while he was in office, uh, 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 apparently. Um, hmm. So Festus is is not a he's he's got at least a little bit of of credibility uh, from Josephus, but. Certainly not the cream of the crop either, and and isn't able to fix previous problems. We've we've talked about how this is a pretty tense time in Judea between Jews and Gentiles. Right. Things are are ready to blow, and and they will very shortly. In sixty six A.D., you're going to yeah. see the the Jewish revolt leading to the fall of Jerusalem and the temple in the year seventy. So that's I mean this is the lead up. We're in that time period. Festus is now the governor there in Judea. Not terrible, but also not able to fix the problems from the ones who've come before him. He is the one we get to meet today, and things, uh, they begin to escalate pretty quickly when Festus shows up. So, we are in Acts chapter 25 today, beginning at verse 1. Now, three days after Festus had arrived in the province, he went up to Jerusalem from Caesarea. And the chief priests and the principal men of the Jews laid out their case against Paul. And they urged him, asking as a favor against Paul, that he summon him to Jerusalem, because they were planning an ambush to kill him on the way. Festus replied that Paul was being kept at Caesarea, and that he himself intended to go there shortly. So, said he, let the men of authority among you go down with me, and if there is anything wrong about the man, let them bring charges against him. After he stayed among them not more than eight or ten days, he went down to Caesarea. And the next day he took his seat on the tribunal and ordered Paul to be brought. When he had arrived, the Jews who had come down from Jerusalem stood around him, bringing many and serious charges against him that they could not prove. Paul argued in his defense, Neither against the law of the Jews, nor against the temple, nor against Caesar have I committed any offense. But Festus, wishing to do the Jews a favor, said to Paul, Do you wish to go up to Jerusalem and there be tried on these charges before me? But Paul said, I am standing before Caesar's tribunal, where I ought to be tried. To the Jews I have done no wrong, as you yourself know very well. If then I am a wrongdoer or have committed anything for which I deserve to die, I do not seek to escape death. But if there is nothing to their charges against me, no one can give me up to them. I appeal to Caesar. Then Festus, when he had conferred with his counsel, answered, To Caesar you have appealed, to Caesar you shall go. That takes us through verse 12 of the text. We'll pause there. So we have Festus. He gets to Jerusalem. He goes to Jerusalem 
from Caesarea and you always go up to Jerusalem. So up and down, right? And you're going to Jerusalem, you're going up. When you're leaving Jerusalem, you're going down. That's just, I always need to keep that in mind because Caesarea is actually north of Jerusalem. And I usually go by the direction on a map. Right. Yeah. You're going up to Jerusalem elevation. Uh, take us into what, what happens when Festus goes up to Jerusalem from Caesarea. Yeah, Paul's case seems to be one of Festus's first concerns, and, and that and that's good. He wants to get this cleared out, but uh, it he it looks like it could actually benefit him, and so he he takes it up here and um, uh, the uh, meets with the, with the Jewish leadership about this first in in Jerusalem, which is I mean really that's a pretty big deal for him to do this because he, he's I don't I don't think he's really even moved in yet. He doesn't have his pictures on the wall yet in <laughs> in Caesarea, so he. Goes to Jerusalem, which is which is not a preferred place to go for right. for the Roman governors. Caesarea is on it's on the seashore. It's a beautiful place. It's uh, it's the weather is great there. Jerusalem, it's much hotter, and it's much hotter there politically. <laughs> so, right. so they they they, they Caesarea is much more. It's it's an all Gentile and mostly Roman town. There's Jews there, but not that many, and and they're not as you know active. Uh, there, so uh, so so to go to go to Jerusalem is, is a is, is a pretty big deal for him, uh, and I think it, it it's kind of kind of good on him to do that, and and uh, but uh, he wants to uh, he wants to kind of placate the Jews a little bit. He wants to get on their good side. He's just, just taken over. He wants to make a good impression here, um, and uh, so he's you know he you know move so so he goes to see them. And then we find out there, verse three, that they 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 they'd like they'd like to uh, to to bring it to Jerusalem, um, because uh, they they'd like to kill him, right? And so what, right. if he's moved, he's out of jail. Now we've got a chance to get him, and uh, and maybe this harkens back to uh, to chapter uh, I think it was twenty three, where there were the there were these uh, uh, these guys that took a vow that they would not yeah. eat until Paul was killed. Well, they, they must be pretty hungry by now. <laughs> yeah, it's been two years, right? They haven't eaten. Yeah. Or more likely they broke their bow. <laughs> yeah. They, they say, oh, okay, we'll do it again. So, um, yeah. Um, yeah. So, uh, that, so, so, so he goes to see them and, and, um, um, that, um, that, so, he says he's well. So just to just to just pause there because you're right. We've seen this before. This mm-hmm. this plan to kill Paul, and and what they've been thinking in the the two years, whether they've been making more plans, they they haven't come up with a new one. It seems they they think okay, here's another shot to get Paul into the open. Let's see if Festus bites on the plan. It was foiled before. Festus doesn't, and it it I don't know. You know, we don't get as much of the background information in this section. As we do in other places, you know, back in chapter twenty-three, we got to hear how the conspiracy was was uncovered by Paul's nephew, and then mm. brought to the Tribune, and the Tribune took it to Felix. And I mean, you you saw the the behind the scenes, right? Festus, we don't get that from from Festus. Not sure why he doesn't bite on this to Jerusalem, unless it's it's maybe you know what you're talking about. There's just the preference to be in Caesarea, or or maybe a, a sense, and you know, he is the new governor, and while he wants to be friendly toward the Jews in Jerusalem and certainly to avoid any more tension or possibility of revolt there, he's not going to give everything they want. Mm -hmm. And so for whatever reasons that may be behind it, he does not allow that. He, he says, no, 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 we're not going to do that. 
you come up or sorry, you go down, not go, you always go down, right? <laughs> right. Go down out of Jerusalem to Caesarea. You bring your charges there, which, I, you know, Festus, uh, uh, we were talking about at the beginning. He, he shows himself to be a, a pretty able governor here, I think. Why exactly he does it is not made clear in the text, but it ends up working very well for Paul, at least. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Well, I th- you're really right about that, Pastor Apple. I, I think one of the reasons is verse five, when he says, um, if there is anything wrong about the man, I think he questions his guilt. He, he's, he's not convinced yeah. the guy is guilty. He's, so he's, he's like, I, I want to do the right thing here, especially as a new governor. I think thinking back a little bit to Pontius Pilate in, in, mm-hmm. in the problems he had and the unrest that, that it caused and, and several different uh, occasions that he, he doesn't want that to happen, especially with tensions rising. But so he's, so he's, he, he, questions guilt. And he said, I, I, th- this is going to be a fair trial and um, I'm going to keep it down here in, in, in mm. Caesarea. So, yeah. 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 And I, I think, I mean, just to, we, we talked about this in chapter 23, in chapter 23, before any of this plotting for Paul's life happens, the Lord comes to Paul mm. and speaks to him and says, you are going to go testify to me in Rome. This must happen. In fact, yeah. Jesus tells Paul, and so even if, you know, and I, I think you're right, verse five does reveal that that Festus has an idea already that Paul is innocent, mm-hmm. that, but even regardless of whatever reasons are, are behind it from a human perspective, ultimately this, this protection of Paul that we see here is, is the Lord's doing. He's fulfilling his promise to Paul that Paul will go to Rome and testify to Jesus there. Yeah. Yeah. Great point there that, you know, Paul plays a trump card. Really, to, to stay out of Jerusalem, he doesn't want to go there, you know. But and but and also, it's fulfilling that 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 promise of, of Jesus in, in, in Acts twenty three that, uh, uh, yeah, you've you, you've you've done your work in Jerusalem, you're 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 going to Rome, yeah. That's right. Yeah. That's right. So okay. So again, Festus makes the visit to Jerusalem. He refuses to bring Paul to Jerusalem for a trial. Instead, he commands. The men of authority, the the important people from the Sanhedrin, come down with me to Caesarea. That's where we're going to hear this case yet again. I mean, this is very familiar territory for Paul. We we've seen him give defense several times. Mm-hmm. This is where it's it's much more abbreviated here, though. What what happens? Uh, Luke had recorded at length the accusations against Paul in chapter twenty four. Paul's defense there before Felix in chapter 24. Things are a little more abbreviated here in, in chapter 25. So they are in Caesarea now, and Festus takes his seat on the tribunal. Paul shows up. We get the accusations, and then Paul begins to speak in his defense. Talk a little bit about what, what Paul says in his defense, starting in verse 8. Uh, verse 8 here. i got to look back at it again here. <laughs> um, yeah. yeah. Um, uh, it, it, yeah, Paul says, I'm, I'm where I should be. The, the, the Jews have nothing on me. They know I've really done nothing wrong. And there's nothing he can do about it anyway. Festus can't try him on those things. The, the, yeah. the, these are Jewish matters concerning the temple and, 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 their, and their own law, which is what Pilate tries to do with Jesus, right? You know, he's, he's, you know, he, he's a Jew. You, this is a religious matter. You deal with it. And then Oh, he's he belongs to Herod, you know. So you take him to him. Um, he, Paul says, no, they they can't try me on that. You can't try me. You have to try me 
as a Roman. You can't try me as a Jew. The Jews know I've done nothing wrong. And I kind of think, you know, I've done nothing wrong. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um, so um, I might as well go to Rome. <laughs> right, right. So this is, and you called this Paul's trump card. This is, this is where it ends up leading because, you know, I mean, Festus, we've seen him make a few good moves, but on the other hand, still in verse nine, he's wishing to do the Jews a favor. Mm-hmm. So he's, he's not fully out for out and out justice. What's right. What's wrong. Yeah. I mean, he knows Paul is innocent. Mm. Paul has been declared innocent more than once already in the narrative. Festus seems to know it too. Mm-hmm. But but he won't do what's right. He extends the offer. Let's Paul make the call. What do you want to go to Jerusalem? We can we can try you there. Mm-hmm. And then, as you said, Paul plays a, a trump card, <laughs> and it's it's there at the end of verse eleven where Paul says, "I appeal to Caesar." What what is this that Paul is doing when he says, "I appeal to Caesar"? Uh, I think he's he's keeping it in 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 Roman in a Roman court. And the, 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 I think the way that he assures that is is to is to appeal that high, you know. There's no way I'm going to Jerusalem, um, but 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 it, I think it goes back to uh, to the uh, that 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 promise in in um, uh, I lost it here where 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 uh, in 23 where where the where the where the Lord uh, appears to him and says you know you you you're going to go to Rome and so I think Paul maybe takes a part in that. And says, no, I, I want to go there. Hmm. Okay. Well, and what what does it mean to appeal to Caesar? You, it keeps it in the Roman court. So this this is going to escalate Paul's case all the way. I mean, is this like appealing to the Supreme Court in the United States? What might be a what what's he doing? This appealing to Caesar? How does he even have this right? Um, I'm not exactly sure of the uh, the the the, uh, the justice system, but <laughs> I, I, I that of theirs that that uh, I I think it does. Put him that high up um, as as a Roman citizen, uh, he he's he's got the right to uh, to 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 appeal to that. I mean, it's very dangerous <laughs> to do the very very risky to, to do that, especially with Emperor Nero at that time, who was starting to 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 to, to lose it. Um, that uh, uh, he it's 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 taking it out of any possibility of chicanery on the part of, 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 of the Jews and, and, and also fulfilling this promise to, to go to Rome. Um, I don't know if that's clearing things up there. That's about the best. I, I think so. I mean, that's, I, I, my understanding of the appeal to Caesar was that this is a right that any Roman citizen would have at any point in his trial that he could appeal his case to Caesar. And he had that right to have it heard at the highest court. Mm-hmm. And so, and we, you know, we've seen Paul do this at several stops along his way during his missionary journeys and within his trials, where he makes use of his rights as a Roman citizen. Mm. And and usually we see him doing it for the sake of the gospel, mm-hmm. not, not so much for protecting his own skin, although he, he certainly does benefit it from it physically, mm-hmm. but he's his concern, as he says multiple times, isn't for his own life. He's not afraid to suffer for the sake of Christ. His concern is for the gospel, mm-hmm. and I, I I think that's I mean, whether or not Paul sees this as an opportunity for the Lord to fulfill the promise, and he's going to get to go to Rome like Jesus said, or exactly how he thinks about it, I I do think you see him once again making use of his right as a Roman citizen 
for the sake of proclaiming the gospel. He's he's preaching at this point to hardened hearts, at least among the Jews. Mm. You know, they've they've heard him give defense multiple times and have not believed what Paul has preached about Jesus. And and so maybe that's it's almost a like what he does in his missionary journeys, where he preaches in the synagogues for a few weeks, but when he's met with rejection, then he goes to the Gentiles. It's almost like that's where his case is turning at this point. He's he's defended himself against Jewish accusations. Now he's going to go and proclaim to Gentiles, and he does it by by appealing to Caesar. Yeah, it's like he's shaking the dust off of off of his feet to 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 to, to, to the Sanhedrin and saying, "I'm not going to deal with you guys. I'm 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 taking the gospel to Rome." That's right. That's right. And that and that is what ends up happening. And and part of me and and this is getting a little bit ahead in the narrative, but you know, at, at this point Paul has been proclaimed innocent so many times. You you almost want you're kind of scratching your head like, "Well, wait a second, Paul. If you just let it play out, mm, right. you're going to get released." Yep. But I I do think that's you you have to see Paul's desire to to proclaim the gospel everywhere he can mm-hmm. as as behind this. He's he's not so much concerned about his innocence. And, and even as he, you know, and we, we saw this particularly in chapter 24, that even as he makes a very clear case that he is, in fact, innocent, he's always doing it with an eye to how can he preach to the people in front of him? You know, and, and the same thing is, is going to happen here after he appeals to, to Caesar and, and winds up going to Rome. But, but that's a few chapters ahead yet. Yeah. Um, yeah, I, th- I think he's more concerned about the gospel. And who knows, proclaiming it in an imperial court? Maybe even to the emperor, who could who could believe it? Who, who would receive the gospel? Maybe and 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 uh, and and Christians would no longer be you know under 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 fire. Uh, so so who knows what 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 it could do in proclaiming it? That's at, right. at that high of a level. That's right. That's right. And and that is where the book of Acts will take us. Is how now that Paul has this is a, a pretty key turning point. Paul has appealed to Caesar, Festus. That's like you said. It's a trump card. You mentioned the name Caesar. Roman officials, their ears perk up, mm-hmm. and and Festus has a similar reaction. He confers with his council, and he says, "Okay, you've appealed to Caesar, and that's where you're headed." And so now the narrative is going to shift to how is Paul going to get there to have trial before Caesar? So let's pick up the text again. We're starting now in verse thirteen of chapter twenty-five. Now, when some days had passed, Agrippa the king and Bernice arrived at Caesarea and greeted Festus. And as they stayed there many days, Festus laid Paul's case before the king, saying, There is a man left prisoner by Felix. And when I was at Jerusalem, the chief priests and the elders of the Jews laid out their case against him, asking for a sentence of condemnation against him. I answered them that it was not the custom of the Romans to give up anyone before the accused met the accusers face to face, and had opportunity to make his defense concerning the charge laid against him. So when they came together here, I made no delay, but on the next day took my seat on the tribunal and ordered the man to be brought. When the accusers stood up, they brought no charge in his case of such evils as I supposed. Rather, they had certain points of dispute with him about their own religion and about a certain Jesus, who was dead, but whom Paul asserted to be alive. Being at a loss how to investigate these questions, I asked whether he wanted to go to Jerusalem and be tried there regarding them. But when Paul had appealed to be kept in custody for the decision of the emperor, I ordered him to be held until I could send him to Caesar. Then Agrippa said to Festus, I would like to hear the man myself. Tomorrow, said he, 
you will hear him. So on the next day, Agrippa and Bernice came with great pomp, and they entered the audience hall with the military tribunes and the prominent men of the city. Then at the command of Festus, Paul was brought in, and Festus said, King Agrippa and all who are present with us, you see this man about whom the whole Jewish people petitioned me, both in Jerusalem and here, shouting that he ought not to live any longer. But I found that he had done nothing deserving death. And as he himself appealed to the emperor, I decided to go ahead and send him. But I have nothing definite to write to my lord about him. Therefore, I have brought him before you all, and especially before you, King Agrippa, so that after we have examined him, I may have something to write. For it seems to me unreasonable in sending a prisoner not to indicate the charges against him. That takes us through the end of our text, through the end of Acts 25, verse 27. So, Pastor Mitwitty, the scene before Festus has come and gone rather quickly. Mm. A few days pass, and now we meet Agrippa the king and Bernice. So we've got a governor, a procurator, Festus. Now we're meeting a king, and I believe he's a Herod, which really shouldn't surprise us. There's all kinds yeah. of Herods in the scriptures. Yeah. So who who are these two people, Agrippa and, Ber- and Bernice? Agrippa the, the, the second, he's he's the son of Agrippa the one that was... He, he's 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 the, uh, the 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 king that killed James, uh, and wanted to do the same with with, with Peter uh, earlier in Acts, I think chapter twelve. Uh, he's the great grandson of Herod the Great, the uh, Herod the, the builder, the Herod the king when Jesus was born, um, and and his, his his uncle is Herod Antipas, the one that dealt with Jesus and, and John the Baptist. So. Yeah, he's he's in great company, isn't he? <laughs> yeah. And 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 we we only we only meet him by name here. Right. He becomes more prominent in chapter twenty six as a as a character within the within the narrative. What about what about Bernice? Oh, uh, that's 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 Agrippa's sister, actually, but appears to be living with him as his wife. He's a Herod, but why should that surprise us? Right. That's right. Uh, yeah. Eventually, she ends up being the mistress of the emperor Titus later on wow yeah wow uh, the real soap opera there among the herods and in the roman rulers yeah. no doubt yeah <laughs> so, so agrippa and bernice are there in caesarea with festus we need to take our break but we'll pick up more of this on the other side you're listening to sharper iron here on kfuo we're talking acts 25 with pastor richard mitwitty we'll be right back please stick around Did you know that Lutherans are helping new American immigrants get settled? How about struggling church workers in need of support and refreshment? And we assist at-risk children and provide disaster response to hurricane victims. Through LCMS recognized service organizations, we are doing all this and more. I'm Rahema Kavuga of Lutheran Church Extension Fund, and I don't want you to miss out on hearing what your brothers and sisters in Christ are up to. Visit interesttime.org to see how your support gives life to these works of mercy and love. Welcome back to Sharper Iron. It is Wednesday, June 29th. We're studying Acts chapter 25, verses 1 to 27 with Pastor Richard Mitwitty. He serves at University Lutheran Church in Austin, Texas. Pastor Mitwitty, prior to the break, we were talking about the arrival of Agrippa. You said Agrippa II, the grandson, I believe, of Herod the Great, mm-hmm. well, and then his great, great, uh, great grandson. 
great-grandson, thank you, great-grandson of Herod the Great, and then Bernice, his sister, living together with him as his wife. They are there in Caesarea with Festus. Uh, one thing that we didn't pick up is that Agrippa is called a king. We've got Festus, who's a governor. What's the what's the power dynamic going on here? Why is Agrippa the king? What does that mean? Well, it's with the, the, the kings of the Jews. They were you know appointed by Rome, basically, to, to, to kind of be a, I don't want to say a puppet king, but they're really, they're, you know, they're not totally ruling in, in the area. If there's matters dealing with the Jews, then they get they, they have to deal with stuff here. But uh, uh, Agrippa, I, um, I, I'm not thinking exactly. He I, he wasn't a tetrarch. I think he had he had control of all of Judea. I think there wasn't a split between you know four different people at that time, as as earlier during the time of Jesus. But he's 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 got. Um, uh, the uh, uh, he's 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 really only a king in name. I should put it that way, right. and doesn't really rule in Judea. But he's got control of the temple and the appointment of priests, uh, sort of thing. And uh, and why is he? Go ahead. I'm sorry. Well, I just was going to say uh, this. I think that the reason with him showing up in Caesarea mm. and Festus seeking his counsel fits in with Festus's desire to be friends with the Jews. Mm-hmm. The, being on good terms with Agrippa is going to keep him in good terms with the Jews, <clears throat> even though Agrippa may not have as much power politically as Festus does. He's going to have some some influence over the Jews that Festus would like to use. And so it makes sense when he shows up in Caesarea to bring him into this matter with Paul. Right. Yeah. And, and again, there's, there's this rising tension going on that, that can't be understated of, of what's, what's building up here. And and, and Festus wants to stay on good sides as much as he can, probably. And 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 Agrippa, he he wants to know what's going on. <laughs> you know, uh, this he knows probably about the problems that that Paul's had in Jerusalem, and now now it's escalated to Rome. So mm-hmm. he says, okay, what's okay, what's what's going on here? So he so he comes in and and and, and sees he's he's not really able to do anything, but you know, definitely wants to check it out. Um, that's right. That's right. So so he is there, and in verse 14, Festus begins a, a rather long explanation of what's going on with yeah. Paul's case. He, he yeah. puts it before the king. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's just kind of, so take, you kind of like, take us into that. Like, uh, here's what's going on, okay? And, That's right. And he takes us through the, the, the history of it here. We, we, we already kind of know everything here. Um, but, but first, go ahead, go ahead. Well, just, I mean, so we, we have heard a lot of this history, but when someone new recounts it, there are sometimes these little pieces that you didn't hear before, mm-hmm. you hear it in a different way. Yeah. So so what is there in this history as, as Festus recounts it to Agrippa that we really need to pay attention to? Yeah, in verse 17, what he says, okay, you know, I, I brought him in and I sat down in my tribunal. It's always like saying, I was in my place of power, by the way. <laughs> he, he notes that. And I, and I ordered him to be brought in, you know, and... And, and, and the accusers, they brought up all this stuff that really is nothing to do with treason or sedition or not paying taxes or anything that, that we really are concerned about. The concern is about this, um, and I want to get it right here. Uh, uh, what, what verse was that again? We're talking about 18, right? Yeah. Uh, verse 18, um, the, they, they, uh, they had points of dispute about their own religion, about a certain Jesus, who was dead, but whom Paul asserts to be alive. Here's the meat, <laughs> right? Mm-hmm. Here is, um, he's, the, the, the problem is this, this idea that this, this Jesus 
has died and risen again. And that's really why he seems to be here. Yeah, that's right. Well, and I, the thing I love about Festus's description that it, and phrasing it that way is you do see what really is the heart of everything that's been going on Mm -hmm. is what do you believe about Jesus? And specifically, is he alive? Has he actually been raised from the dead or not? All of, all of these other matters that have, have come and gone and, and, and have been discussed along the way, it all centers around this question that Paul is saying Jesus was crucified and raised, and the Jews are saying, no, he wasn't. <laughs> and it, it always comes back to that. What do you, what do, you do with Jesus? And it, it really, it really, the reason this really strikes me is because I think this is still the case that for all the the theological disagreements that are out there, and, and here I, I mean specifically between Christians and non Christians, mm-hmm. when when non Christians attack some part of Christianity, whatever that piece may be, whether it's one of the commandments that they question, or or whatever it is, that it finally comes back to, well, what do you do with this man who was crucified? and raised like it that's that it always comes back to that question even still today in these disagreements mm-hmm. um yeah that's that's our uh that that's everything to us uh first corinthians if if christ has not been raised then then our, our, our preaching everything about our faith is is in vain <laughs> um so it's it's wonderful that luke includes this and that and that festus included it you know he's it's, it's like like God is speaking through the, this, this, you know, pagan king or pagan uh, governor to uh, to proclaim what is really going on here and what really is important. Um, yeah, yeah, no, I mean, Festus. This is pretty insightful on on Festus's part. Now, we'll see what he does with the actual preaching of Paul. You know, how does how does he does he believe this or not? We'll see that when Paul starts to speak at greater length in chapter 26. Right, right. But to recognize the the heart of the division, I think is is really important. And I, I find this insightful, again, today, as, as we think about those who would attack something of, of Christianity, whether it's, again, whether it's over one of the, the political hot topics, and they'll, they'll say, I mean, when it comes to, say, abortion, and they'll attack Christians for, for standing up for life, because of say the fifth commandment, that's what seems to be attacked. Mm-hmm. But, but at the end, it, it does come back to this resurrection of Jesus. I mean, what do you do with, okay, you, you say you don't want to listen to the fifth commandment. Well, what do you do with the man who was raised from the dead, who taught the fifth commandment? Mm-hmm. You, you got to grapple with the fact when one way or another, that Jesus was crucified and is raised. Mm-hmm. It, it always comes back to that. And, and as you said, what Paul talks about in 1 Corinthians 15 is is key, that everything hinges on this. Yes. If Christ has been raised from the dead, mm-hmm. then I mean, that, that changes everything. Yes. And, and, and Festus is right to see that as the center here. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And that's, that, that, that's what Paul is hoping to bring to Rome, that, 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 yeah. that very same thing. And he, he gets a chance with Agrippa, <laughs> you know, no, no spoiler here, but uh, th- this is uh, that then when he appears before him, you know, there, there in verse 23, it, it really is hearkening back to uh, 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 Luke, uh, no, no, um, ah, um, in, in, in chapter nine, in Acts nine, where, mm-hmm. where, uh, the, uh, where the, the Lord is speaking to Ananias about Paul, you know, 
Paul is blind. He's on the road. It says, Ananias, go, go to Paul. He's like, oh, what, really? Do you want me to do that? And and, and, the, and the Lord says to him, you know, he is my chosen instrument. He's, he's, he's to carry my name before the Gentiles and before kings and the children of Israel. So he, he's... Paul is destined to, to to stand before kings, and 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 proclaim this 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 name of Jesus to them. This this resurrection, good news for them, um, and and also the Acts twenty the verse twenty three that he's going to uh, uh, you know testify in 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 Rome. But uh, yeah, here's here's this fulfilling of uh, appearing before kings, and. Uh, uh, it's it's to, to, to bring that name to bring that message that good news of of, of, of Christ's uh, death and resurrection to them right right yeah and that's where Festus ends his account to Agrippa he appealed to the emperor I'm gonna send him that way but he's being held here until I can do so right and Agrippa wants wants to hear which again I mean this isn't I suppose shouldn't surprise us we've we've seen. Herods along the way who want to hear mm-hmm. the preaching, mm-hmm. who want to meet these people, that uh, they don't end up believing usually, but but they want to hear, and, and Agrippa likewise wants to hear. Uh, before I get too far from from Festus's presenting of the the case to Agrippa, it, it does strike me that Festus, and we've seen this from other Roman rulers in the past or Roman officials, uh, Festus paints himself in a pretty good picture here. He he paints himself as as doing his job well, mm-hmm. uh, very similar to the way. We saw the the Tribune Claudius write a letter to Felix mm. previously, and and he he left out maybe the missteps. Festus is is pretty does a good job of of painting himself well mm-hmm. before Agrippa. Agrippa wants to hear the the scene. I, I find a little humorous when the next day comes in verse twenty three. You, you kind of picture all this pomp, <laughs> and then there's Paul the prisoner. It, it's <laughs> quite the quite the contrast. Yeah. Yeah, the uh, the uh, the poverty of the gospel. Yeah. <laughs> mm. yeah, 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 yeah. So, so what then? I mean, and we have a bit of a cliffhanger at the end of our chapter today. Uh, but, but what is what does Festus say now? Not just to Agrippa, but for the for the whole audience there when Agrippa comes in to listen to Paul. What are what are some of the highlights of, of Festus speaking now to the I guess the court scene? Yeah, um, that you know you know. You know Paul doesn't get to speak here, here yet. He's just standing there, and uh, uh, here's here's the guy uh, that 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 the Jewish people petition me about, and uh, I found he's done nothing deserving death, certainly, mm. um, and 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 he's appealed to the emperor, so he's he's, he's kind he's kind of I'm off the hook, sort of, yeah, um, and and I've got nothing definite, you know, to, to really write about him, um, so so therefore here. <laughs> you you talk to him. I have nothing more to write or say. <laughs> that's right. Yeah. That's right. I, I appreciate the what you what you drew out there where where he says he appealed to Emperor, so I'm the Emperor, so I'm going to send him as as Festus giving himself an out from what he says at the first part of verse 25, that he found Paul innocent. And and yet again. We see that the the court system has, in fact, found Paul innocent, mm-hmm. but doesn't actually give him that earthly justice. No, and, and it you know it, I think you're right about Festus giving himself the out. Well, but he appealed to Caesar, so <laughs> we're going to send him, yeah. even though I know he's innocent. And really, mm-hmm. Caesar doesn't need to listen to this because he's already we already know the the outcome. Yeah, 
he uses that as an out. But, yeah. but, but, but we've got to send him with, with at least the charges that are against him. We, That's we, right. Yeah. I mean, why send him with What's he charged with? Nothing. Why is he here? I don't know. <laughs> yeah. That's right. That's right. So he's going to cover his bases. Yeah. And, and again, with Agrippa there, this will allow Paul now, and, and Paul's going to get to preach yet again. We're going to see this in the next text in chapter 26, both to Agrippa and Festus. And Bernice. Another opportunity mm-hmm. for for the, the gospel to be proclaimed before Paul ends up going to Rome, as, as we will see. So there, there we have it. The, the scene we have today ends on this cliffhanger where Paul is standing there the, the prisoner who's, I mean, he's under house arrest. So, so perhaps not the, the poorest man in the world, but certainly not the pomp that surrounds him. <laughs> and, and yet from Paul's lips will come the, the true riches of the gospel. I, I do love the, the contrast that the, you know, what looks wise and powerful to man, this, this great royal scene that's not the true wisdom. That's not the true power in the room. Mm-hmm. But that that apostle standing there, who's got the word of God on his on his lips, who's prepared to give testimony to the the risen Savior, that's the that's the real show mm-hmm. is is standing right there. Mm, that's a good way to put it. Yeah. Who's where, where's the real pomp? It's the the glory of God that this guy has knowledge of and uh, the uh, the proclamation of. Yeah. 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 So with it, with this scene, and, and again, we've we've been dealing with the the trial or tr- the ongoing trial of Paul, and as you pointed out, this has been you know, we're reading it in quick succession, but it's been two years now. Paul's been stuck there in prison for two years. Mm. Reflecting on this text, we have about twelve minutes here to to look at this text and reflect on it and, and think about how we take this and use this as Christians today. How how can we start that conversation when we we see Paul's trial, his appeal to Caesar, his being declared innocent, but still staying there in prison. Uh, how do we use this as Christians apply it today? Yeah, I, I, th- I think it's for Christians today, especially with, with the way the, the world seems to be going in, in, in its ideologies and, and, and treatment of uh, Christians and even, even religion in general, uh, the, the idea of, of suffering for the gospel, your persecution idea here is, I think, very real uh, for, for, for our time today. Um, uh, in, when, when the Lord spoke to Ananias about Paul, he's, he, he said he's going to do these great things, go before the kings and Gentiles, and, but also he's going to suffer for the sake of my name. Um, we, 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 aren't, we aren't immune to that either. Um, uh, Jesus uh, told his disciples in, in, in Luke 21 that uh, uh, the, the people will lay their hands on you and persecute you and deliver you up to synagogues, prisons, and you'll be brought, brought before kings and governors for my name's sake. Uh, that, 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 that's scary stuff. I mean, that, that, you know, you know, the Lord hasn't told us specifically that we would testify in Rome or before kings like, like, like Paul, but he... Jesus did say to all his disciples, his disciples that, that we, we would we would suffer at the hands of evil people, um, mm. but it, it, it what Jesus says he said you're 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 going to you're going to suffer you're going to be delivered up, uh, uh, but uh, he says this will be your opportunity to bear witness, mm. and uh, I will give you a mouth and wisdom. I will give you the things to say. I will give you the wisdom that you will need to proclaim to them what uh, is 
the 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 good news that that evil people especially them need to hear um he says you'll 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 be delivered up even by parents and brothers and relatives friends you know and some of them will 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 put you to death you'll be hated for my name's sake you know so as christians today maybe even some of the listeners uh, are, are feeling this some of their own family or their friends uh fellow employees neighbors whoever are you know not in line with our christian thinking not in they are opposed to us and maybe they even know that and 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 feel that and and or and hear that um this 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 may become more it may increase um that we even have to go before judges uh, a, a, a review board uh, at, at your at your job uh, for, for 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 things that you you believe that that the uh, maybe the company doesn't you know uh, follow uh, or, or or maybe some you know, some political official we, we, we get called before you know, this 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 could become more real for, for Christians today um, um, and um, you know several places where the scriptures talk of of, of of, of followers of Jesus to suffer for his sake um, and uh, uh, that uh, this that, that this could be this could be very real uh, in working with my with college students uh, it, I, you know in, in helping to prepare them for, for, for the future of what what they feel it on campus uh, the, yeah. the, the, the the recent uh, abortion thing that's where they really started to see where their friends were at and they were mm. not the same as them. So, so I'm, I'm working in, in preparing them for that. One, one of the things I tell them, I, I, I tell them quite frankly, I'm glad I'm not you. <laughs> I don't tell them. <laughs> I, I'm glad I'm not young. I, I, I'm, I, I, you know, I'll say that too. But I say at the same time, I, I'm jealous. I'm envious of y'all because, because you're going to have opportunities to witness in ways never before. Mm. Yeah. Yeah, it's a, what a powerful thing to to tell our college students for sure, who who may be the ones that yeah. you know get brought up on charges. Yeah, and and in that light, Paul becomes a a wonderful example mm-hmm. that as as we were saying earlier, you know he's he's not here concerned about his own personal safety. I mean, he he does benefit from his rights as a Roman citizen for the sake of his personal safety, but he's not using them for that. He's using them for the opportunity to proclaim the gospel, and and as you said, this you know verse eleven and twelve of this text is what the Lord uses to propel Paul onward to Rome, mm-hmm. just just like he said, and and yeah, that that can still happen today, where you know God God be praised for the the rights that we do have as Americans for the freedoms that we certainly do enjoy, mm-hmm. but but this perhaps this text helps us to think about. How do we make use of those for the sake of of proclaiming the gospel? Yeah. And and yeah, I mean, I think our college students and and your your work there with those college students is, is certainly a fine example to to be thinking about those things and starting to put those things into practice. That these and as we were saying earlier, that these these questions surrounding various matters of the Christian faith, which are important, that we give true confession concerning. You know that abortion is is not good. That it goes against God's law. We should give true confession 
to what God's law says. We must do those things. But always then to use that as an opportunity to, to go where Paul goes, which is to proclaim the resurrection of Jesus. I mean, to, to go to that central issue. And, and yeah, I mean, what a, what a wonderful opportunity then, and what a great way to look at it in these gray and latter days in which, you know, the world is very evil. The time is growing late, as the hymn says. Yeah. But, but it is our opportunity now to give witness to who the true God is. He's the, the crucified and risen one. Yeah. And, and I think how that, that, that witness could, could come about is certainly in, in America, we, 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 we like to appeal to, to the government. You know, we, we appeal to our rights. You know, we have religious freedom. We have the right to do this. And so we, so we're, we, we, we like to appeal to that. And, that. and that's good because we do have, you know, in, in America, we enjoy religious freedom. We have, we have access to churches and, and regular, uh, you know, gathering around the word and sacrament. But, 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 but that could quickly change. And, 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 and in a way already is. I mean, the uh, uh, religious freedom is called into in, into uh, um, the question with the the, 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 the cake guy in, in, in Colorado, mm-hmm. the florist that wouldn't you know do you know, work for for a, a, a same sex wedding, um, uh, you know it, 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 that, that those are brought to court and and have had some some bad outcomes as well. So 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 appealing to to, to, to the to the court, appealing to the government as, as Paul has done. Is it can be helpful, but more than that, Paul is appealing to the resurrection. I mean, it's great that Felix he he knows Paul for this. He knows him for this proclamation of the death and resurrection of Christ, and and and, and may that be the same for us that that in our uh, uh, appeal to you know our, our religious rights, our, our religious freedom that uh, we're not relying so much on the political part of things, but we're relying on the gospel, that that people know us for for the gospel, not for our political stance, um, that, that, that they know that that's where we're coming from. And, and, and that's what we, what we want them to, to know. Uh, so... Um, well, yeah, no, I I I understand what you're saying, and I, I think that's very helpful. That that as we and again we we must confess what we've been given to confess. Mm-hmm. So when when the when whatever the lie is that's being proclaimed out in the world, we're given to speak the truth. And, and so you know the matters that you've brought up concerning what is marriage or or when does life begin, mm-hmm. where the word of God speaks on these, we are given to confess those things, and and we do so clearly and boldly. Always, then, with an eye toward the gospel. How, how does this then pro- give us the opportunity to proclaim the gospel? And why, why is it important that, that we confess that life begins in the womb? Right. Well, because our Lord himself took on life in the womb, mm-hmm. right? And there's, there's the gospel within that very cultural uh, matter that's being discussed right now. Why, why is marriage important? Because Christ is the bridegroom and the church is the bride. And, and we need to confess these realities, again, for the sake of the gospel, that our bridegroom has been raised from the dead and he cleanses us from all our impurities to present us holy and blameless before him. Mm. I mean, we, we, confess in, we confess the truth against whatever lie is being spouted by the world so that we can finally confess that full truth of who Christ is, the risen Savior. And, and again, that the fact that, that Festus recognizes this in Paul, that he's the guy who's saying the Jesus 
is risen from the dead in the face of those who saying he's not that that's a perfect reminder to us in whatever that situation we're placed in to confess that's that's where all these confessions finally lead to that central truth of christianity right yeah whatever you know legal matters may may may, may you know come at us uh that we, we we speak up in our defense you know paul has paul speaking up in his defense and he's and he's appealed to the government in 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 correct ways but you know i mean when 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 the when the government or whoever is accusing us of things as Christians, I mean, if we're wrong, that we we accept you know you know the the, the consequences of that. But um, in 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 the accusations in any anything that's brought up against us, we we're we're, we're content in those things, but also we're we're looking for opportunities to witness, um, even to those who are persecuting us and who are who are doing evil to us. Um, yeah, and and certainly we see that from Saint Paul in in the text. I mean, we've been seeing it throughout his trial, and we see it again today that the the people who come before him with accusations, he speaks the truth to them, the truth of the gospel, and he does it before Festus, and we'll see him do it before Agrippa and Bernice in tomorrow's text. We've got about a minute here, Pastor Mitwitty. Help us to wrap things up on the morning. Give us the good news from Acts twenty-five. Uh, it's uh, there is there is theology in here. Right? <laughs> it's not just history here, but as as Paul, you know, goes through the process of of the of, of the, uh, the, the the you know justice and the government here, that we that yes, we can appeal to the government, you know, for our rights and standing up for that. That that is a good thing to do, but 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 more so, we appeal to God in our troubles. And, and we look for the opportunity and, and pray for it to, to, to be a witness in those, in, in those situations. So uh, we, we can expect the world to hate us, but uh, we, we, can ex- we can also expect God to protect us and to give us the opportunities to, to witness and proclaim that gospel. Pastor Richard Mitwitty is pastor at University Lutheran Church in Austin, Texas, helping us today with Acts chapter 25, verses 1 to 27. Pastor Mitwitty, thanks for being our guest today. My privilege and pleasure, Pastor Apple. Thank you. I am your host here on Sharper Iron, Pastor Timothy Apple of Grace Lutheran Church in Smithville, Texas. If you have any questions about Acts 25, send an email to kfuo at kfuo.org. We always love to hear from you. Thanks for spending the morning with us. Talk to you again tomorrow.